So, today we're continuing our journey through Acts. And we've moved from Peter and Cornelius to following, continuing to follow Peter. And what we find is that as the church developing, as the good news of the church is spreading, that there is opposition that is rising. And so here we find King Herod has had James arrested and put to death. James, the brother of John. And now he sees that it pleases the Jews, so he has Peter arrested. And so Peter's then, his life is in danger. And what we see is the whole community gathers around him. In verse 5 it starts out, Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. So the church is deeply concerned for Peter. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we pray that here in this time, your spirit may be at work. We pray, Lord God, that you may quiet within us all those voices but your own. We pray, Lord God, that you might help us hear what it is you have to say to us today. You've gathered us together for the purpose of worship. You've gathered us together so that we might learn how to serve you. So that we might learn how best to grow as disciples, to reflect your image within us. And so, Lord, as you teach us, we pray that you may inspire us. That we may be caught up in the worship of you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So we're reading here Acts chapter 12 verses 6 to 19. Now when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And Peter did so. And he said to Peter, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And Peter went out and followed him. He did not know what was being done by the he did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went along the street, and immediately the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the land of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. And they kept saying, it is his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. And when they opened up and they saw him and were amazed, but motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. Now when day came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries and ordered they should be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. This is the story of Peter. Peter being in prison, and Peter is delivered from prison by God. And when I think of deliverance, when I think of delivery, 
the first thing that comes to mind is pizza. Now, when I was a little boy, there was no such thing as pizza delivery because we lived too far out from any pizza delivery places. But at one point, there was an Italian restaurant that started delivering to our neighborhood. And wouldn't you know it, that was the best pizza ever because pizza always tastes better when it's delivered. Now, time went by and I realized the pizza itself was not actually all that good. But you know what? It was delivered pizza. And so it tasted better because it was delivered. I did not have to go out and fetch it. We didn't have to go and drive 20 minutes, pick a pizza up and drive 20 minutes home. It just showed up at our door. Delivery is great. Think about Amazon.com. You buy something online, you click a button, and the next day or a couple days later, it shows up at your door. Someone brings it to you. You don't have to go get it. Delivery is amazing. We were at Ikea once. And we realized how great delivery would be because, like many people at Ikea, our eyes got a little bigger than our car. And we were out in the parking lot trying different configurations to fit all of this furniture into the car. And with some shame, we went back to the customer service counter and returned the bookcase. And I'm sure you will not find this hard to believe, but we were not the only ones guilty of buying more than we could carry. We needed delivery. Delivery is when someone brings you something. And sometimes, they bring you something you could not get on your own. For example, when you order something from Amazon, you can't show up at the warehouse and say, I'd love to have that book I ordered. That has to be delivered. And when we think about delivery, there are many things we cannot get on our own. Now, when we read this story about Peter, it was very clear Peter could not deliver himself from jail. Peter needed a deliverer. Peter had been arrested because Herod wanted to keep the peace in the land. He wanted to please the Jews, and so he had Peter arrested and intended to put him to death. And so Peter's in jail. He has chains on his wrists. He has a guard on either side of him. There are guards at the doors. There are 16 guards in all, all focused on Peter. If this was a James Bond movie, we'd know how it would end. James Bond would kill all 16 guards and then walk away peacefully from the building while it exploded behind him. But this is real life. Peter was not going to deliver himself from this situation. And wouldn't you know it, an angel of the Lord shows up to free Peter. Peter thinks it's just a vision. Even he doesn't think this is possible. But when he's out in the street after the chains have fallen off, after he's walked past guards, after he's gone through the gate, he realizes that God has delivered Peter from prison. And the church that has been praying fervently for him, the church that has been in earnest prayer for Peter, is encouraged when they hear the good news that Peter has been set free from prison. Friends, this story is so important because it is our story. It's our story in a big way that when the beginning, when, when humans chose sin, what happened is we were imprisoned. Sin and death soon had its shackles upon us. We were surrounded 
by the forces of sin they were at work within us and they kept us from being free to live the life that God initially intended for us to live. We see at the fall, afterwards, God begins to put restraints on humans. We had freedom in the beginning and then sin bound us, imprisoned us. And so what God does is rather than leave us rot in prison, God sends Jesus Christ, His only Son, to free us so that the shackles of sin and death may fall from our wrists, so that we may walk past those guards that imprison us, so that gates may open and we may walk out into the life, the eternal and abundant life that God longs for us to live. This is what God does in Jesus Christ. This is the big picture, the arc of the Christian story is that God sets us free. God delivers us from the powers of sin and of death. This is our Easter story, the good news of God's love for us. Friends, this is the big story. And I want to talk today about the little stories within that, about our own stories and how we fit into that. Because not only... Are we delivered from the the larger powers of sin and death? But there is smaller deliverance that we need. I want to talk about other things that guard and imprison us. Other shackles that bind us and hold us tight. I want to talk about things like addiction. What does addiction do? It grabs us and it holds us and it refuses to let us go. And it puts chains on our wrists and it sits down beside us and is a constant presence and a reminder of its power over us. And we who are addicted sit confined, restrained within those walls, unable to imagine a life outside of that prison. When we're filled with anxiety, That becomes a prison. When we fill with worry, it becomes a prison. It becomes shackles. It takes us and confines us within that space. Talk about grief and depression. These things are real. And they bind us. And they hold us. And they keep us in prisons. They prevent us from living the life God wants us to live. They prevent us from being out in the community. They isolate us and restrict us and there we are feeling imprisoned, desperate, giving up hope. We need a deliverer because we cannot deliver ourselves from such situations. And so Peter's story is our story. Because the same God who delivered Peter from his chains and from his guards is the same God who can deliver you from whatever circumstances are imperiling and imprisoning you. The same God who sent Jesus Christ to defeat sin and death, to remove those prison walls, is the same God who can deliver you from and through the circumstances that now imprison and imperil you. Because God is bigger and stronger than the prison guards. God is bigger and stronger than addiction and anxiety and depression and grief and worry and sickness and so many things that encapture us and trap us and prevent us from living the free life without walls. God is bigger and stronger and wants to deliver us from that. 
we need a deliverer. And the good news of this story is that we have a deliverer. An angel of the Lord that can come to us and set us free from that. But friends, it doesn't say in the text that we'll never be in prison. It doesn't say that we will never have chains, that we won't have guards. What it says is that God can and will set us free from these circumstances that ensnare and imperil and imprison us. God doesn't say there won't be forces that try to capture us. What God says is that He can and will defeat these forces, that He is bigger and stronger. Think about how smug those 16 guards must have felt gathered around Peter. 16 for one man, a fisherman. Surely they felt like nothing would take Peter out from under their noses. And yet when they woke the next day, they found Peter gone. Because a stronger force had set him free. Had delivered him from their hands. And it wasn't because Peter figured out some plan. It was because God came to Peter in this form of the angel in an angel. God came to Peter and liberated him and guided him out of his cell, out of his jail that had been holding him. And God set him free back into the community, back into the congregation, where he could go and tell the story. And friends, this is what's so important is that the story be told. That Peter's story being set free be told and be free to encourage the community, to encourage the church so that we can tell the good news of a God who is a deliverer, a God who sets free, a righteous God who loves fiercely and will overcome the forces that imprison us. Friends, I believe there are, there are two types of, of circumstances that imperil us. There are two sets of circumstances. There are ones from which we have been delivered. These are the stories of people overcoming addiction, being set free from addiction, of people with anxiety, of worry, of depression in their past, things that God, from which God has delivered them. That's one type. And the other type is ones from which God will deliver us, through which God will deliver us. There is not a third type. There is no type that God has forgotten about. Where God has looked down and said, oh, I forgot about Keith. Oh, I forgot about that situation. I forgot about that circumstance. There is no third type. There are only circumstances from which God has delivered us and through which God will deliver us. Because God has promised that nothing shall separate us from His love. That nothing will prevent Him from being our deliverer. God has promised to be with us every step of the way. He's promised to lead us through the valley of the shadow of death. Not to necessarily prevent us from ever entering it, but He has promised to deliver us through it. And God promises the same to you. That He will deliver you through your circumstances. And so, what we need to hear when we are in prison, when those shackles are on our wrists, when the walls and the guards are around us, what we need to hear are stories of people who have been delivered through similar circumstances because they give hope to us that the God who delivered others will deliver me. They remind us of the promise that God makes to us. They remind us of the hope we have in Jesus Christ, that in Him we have a deliverer. When we are in prison, we need to hear stories to encourage us. 
when people have been set free, they need to tell the community. Because friends, what we get here in the, in the story of Acts is a story of a community that is deeply concerned for one another. And so when we are delivered, we need to tell the story that we may all rejoice together. That we who have been anxious and worried may rejoice and have joy and give thanks to the God who delivers. We need to share the stories to encourage one another, to remind each other of the power of God, to remind one another of how great God is, that God is stronger than the forces that oppose us. In the early church, the church needed to hear that God was bigger than the Roman Empire, that God was stronger than the Roman guards. Today, we need to hear that God is bigger than addiction. That God is stronger than depression. That God can overcome worry. That God can set us free from fear and insecurity. We need to hear that God can and will deliver us. We need to remind one another and let ourselves be reminded that God can and will deliver us from forces that imprison us, that shackle us, that prevent us from living the life that God wants us to live. We need to hear these stories. There's a, there's a section in this, this reading where Peter has told the servant who he is and she's so excited, but they're inside debating whether or not Peter could really have been set free. Meanwhile, Peter's out in the street worried that the Roman guards who may discover his absence any day are going to find him out banging on the gate. And so Peter's knocking on the door because he wants to come in and tell his story. But inside, they're so busy debating whether or not it could really be true. Peter himself didn't believe it was true as it was happening. He thought it was a vision. Friends, rather than getting so caught up in all these other things, we need to hear the story of our Deliverer. We need to hear the good news of a God that loves us so much that He will and can deliver us from whatever it is that shackles us. So friends, if you have been delivered through something, share that story. Encourage one another. Friends, if you're in the midst of anxiety, addiction, depression, Grief. If you're in the midst of that being held captive by those forces, hear this. You have a deliverer. You have a strong advocate who wants to come and free you from those forces and will. Nothing will prevent him from liberating you from the prison in which you are held. Nothing can prevent him from running to you and setting you free. This is the good news of the gospel. This is the good news of this story. This is the good news of God's love. That He is stronger and bigger than anything that opposes us. He is stronger and bigger than anything that ensnares us. He can liberate us from the cells that hold us, from the chains that bind us, from the despair that threatens to overtake our hearts. He can set us free. Only He can truly deliver us from every evil from every sin, from every death. He delivers us through death itself into eternal life. This is the good news of the gospel. This is the good news of Easter. This is our hope. That we have a strong deliverer. Jesus Christ. 
who promises to set us free, who says, Behold, I make all things new. Let us pray. Gracious God, you are our strong deliverer. You come to set us free from sin. You come to set us free from death, from all that threatens and ensnares us. And so God, we pray. We pray that you may give us the courage to follow the angels that beckon us forward, Lord. That we may stop staring at our guards who seem so strong and fix our vision on you who leads us out. And when we see iron gates and we, we quiver inside in fear, may we instead go boldly in hope, trusting in you who is stronger and bigger than anything that threatens us, who is stronger and bigger than anything that ensnares us, who can set us free from our captors. May we set our vision in you and follow you boldly, trusting in you, for you are our king and you will deliver us from death into life eternal. In the holy name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.